Hey everyone, this is Bryce with Jax47. You are listening to Pistons and Prosecco, and today we are interviewing Jennifer Zyla, who is the manager of Haiku I Do, a wedding venue in Asheville, North Carolina. Jen, how's it going? How are you doing this fine day? Uh, I'm doing awesome. It's a beautiful day. Um, out there watering all the plants and tending to the flowers and the fish and uh, really thankful that we have this little secret garden here that I get to come to. Totally. And I love that about your venue. Just a disclaimer uh, to our listeners. We've probably done about four or five weddings at Haiku I Do. And it was our first styled, sh- we did our first styled shoot there. So some of the pictures that you'll see are, um, are at Haiku I Do on our website and on our Instagram. And I'm actually on the cover of the Google search, right? If you search Haiku I Do, Google, aren't I still the first image? You might still be. Hopefully I've updated that a little bit. (laughs) Even though I love you, you might be pushing just a little bit. Yeah, you were definitely one of our grooms in our photo shoots. Yeah, I got... Not even knowing. I got swept up into that role because they were short on grooms. So uh, good thing I was wearing my, you know, sport jacket. Or whatever I was at the time. Um, so, you always look so stylish. So oh, thank you. <laughs> so Haiku I Do is a is a great little venue. One thing that you know I've noticed about it um, during the events that you've held and the weddings that we've done is that there's just all these cute little nooks. You know, it's not this huge room that's intimidating and grandiose. It's very intimate and cozy, and I love that little fire pit in the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so tell us a little bit more about, you know, what makes Haiku I Do special and if folks are out there looking for venues, you know, why Haiku I Do would be a good fit for them. Um, well, I mean, I think a lot of people, I always call it when you, so we are, we're just outside the Biltmore Village, right across from Hillman Brewery. Um, right by Moe's Barbecue and French Broad Brewing and Burial Brewing Company. So we have lots of great neighbors here. Um, but we do have a big gate uh, that we are surrounded by. So it can be hard sometimes for people to know we're back in here. But I, I call it the Dorothy moment in The Wizard of Oz. Like when you open the gate and you step in here, it's like going into, you know, color. It's just like, it's so beautiful. Um, the grounds are gorgeous. We have two buildings back here. We have stone pathways. Um, and like you said, there's lots of little nooks and crannies. And I, you know, I love to set up um, just really cool lounges for people to chill in, be able to hang out with their friends and loved ones. Um, and it's just special. I, you know, I, people talk about the Asheville vibe. I think it definitely has that kind of feel that people are looking for. It's, it's not the typical wedding venue. It's definitely much more eclectic. Um, artsy, it's natural, uh, but it's a great location. It's just, it's close to 40, it's close to hotels, it's minutes to downtown. Uh, so we feel very fortunate, you know, just our location and then just the beauty behind it. It takes very little to, you know, decorate this place. Yeah, that's something that I've noticed is uh, becoming more important to some couples than others, mm-hmm. but is the proximity to town. So, mm-hmm a lot of venues will label themselves as Asheville wedding venues and they might be 30, 45 minutes away, which is fine. You know, I love the, I love the mountaintop venues. You know, those are great. Um, But if someone is looking for a venue that's close to town, that isn't the Biltmore and going to cost, you know, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, 
haiku I do is a great option because you, you do get that open air natural vibe um, like you might outside of town, right? But it's really, yeah, it is so close and it is a hidden gem. It is. Um, it's a special spot. Um, you know, and, and I love, uh, it's a, we, you know, our specialty is definitely the intimate weddings, but we can do up to 150 people. Um, you know, one of the wonderful things, we have so many wonderful wedding venues in this town. Mm. Absolutely. Um, but because it takes so little to decorate, we have, you know, all the stuff here for them. Um, and they can save their money. They don't have to collect up all the lanterns and candles and fabric and stuff like that. They can save their money in that way um, and come here and we'll handle all that for them. So, yeah, it's not super bare bounds in that regard, right? It's not just, it's not a blank canvas, which, um, you know, is, it just depends on the couple. That's what I always, uh, we, we, I'm talking with a lot of vendors and it's all about finding the right fit. You know, if someone wants an empty room that they can just customize to the T, Haiku mm -hmm. I do wouldn't be the best fit for them, right? But if they just want a really cool vibe and, you know, don't want to have to put a ton in, a ton of work into customization, Haiku I do would be a good fit. It would be a great fit, you know, and I, I realize we can't host all the weddings. I mean, for one thing, it's impossible, but, um, I, you know, a wedding should always be what people imagine their wedding to be. So if they choose another wedding venue, we might be the great place for them to come and just have a welcome party. I mean, I don't call them rehearsal dinners anymore because those are, you used to just mm -hmm. be the people in the wedding, but now you have so many out of town guests, there's like a hundred people. So um, yeah. if you want to just come and have just like a great garden party where you're taken care of, we are definitely a great spot for that as definitely. well. So if someone is interested in, you know, checking out Haiku I Do, what does that process look like? Do you always start with the tour? Um, do you give virtual tours? You know, what does that process look like for couples that are interested in checking out your venue? Um, well, I always encourage them, you know, to go to the website to kind of get in our booking portal uh, where we can communicate and share uh, ideas and pictures. But I, you know, first thing is always get them in the venue. I mean, it's, Photos just don't translate, I think, what any of us are trying to do. You know, it's best for couples to set up multiple tours. Um, and I always say, you know, do the barn, do the little garden place like this, do the ballroom, um, just to see what you're really, nobody's ever planned a wedding. I mean, some people have planned a wedding before. <laughs> I've been married before. Um, yeah. But it's a good way to like have a comparison of what you're really looking for. Um, but I love to do a tour. I absolutely, because we deal with 90% destination, um, we'll do FaceTime tours. Uh, we do have a 360 tour on Wedding Wire and our Google page. Um, and then we're about to film like a, you know, a, a real virtual tour that I can send them. But I'm happy to, um, you know, do a tour however people, however it works with um, travel and all that kind of stuff. Definitely, definitely. So uh, we know a little bit about haiku I do and we'll talk a little bit more about it later but I'd love to hear how you got started in the industry and what led you to become the manager of haiku I do yeah it was um well I always thought that somebody would see my talents and they <laughs> want to hire me to run their business um yeah. but I <laughs> I I you know I was in the restaurant business for 23 years so I've bartended and I've managed and done all that kind of stuff. Um, 
and I loved it. I thought it was a, you know, super fun industry and, and it uh, was worked well with my life. But um, I had been talking about doing something like this with a friend for a while, just something all inclusive and affordable. Uh, and then that friend actually met one of the owner or knew one of the owners that had the property and they were talking about doing a wedding venue. And so um, I had a wonderful lunch with them one day and brought them ideas and, and the owners had their ideas and uh, at the table, they were like, well, we'll, you know, we'll uh, give Jennifer the keys and this and that. And I was like, do you want me to leave? And they, they said, no, I think this would be great. And then that was just like changed, you know, my life pretty much. And um, I love to take care of people. So Definitely. this is a great fit for me. And just the creative aspect to be able to design, um, you know, weddings and do the decorating and stuff. I just really love. So I know that you're aware of this fact, but not all of our listeners are. I actually got my idea for the business of Jax 47 through Haiku I Do. And yep. it wasn't you though who helped me work through that. It was it's someone Liz. else. Who was that? It was um It was Liz. Liz. Um, she and I worked together uh previously at a, at Barley's in town and then brought her here. But yeah, she kind of dropped the idea on you and you ran with it. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I just walked in. I said, hey, what do you think about renting out, you know, the truck? And she said, well, the couples might want to, you know, put a flower, you know, put flowers in the back or maybe a bar. And I said, oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> I know. I just love that, you know, so many of us kind of started at the same time together and just to see where we've all evolved and, and gotten to, um, and supported each other like getting there kind of thing so it's been definitely really cool yeah so you talked a little bit about haiku i do and how it's you know it's already beautiful in its own way naturally um so that you know removes some of the need for maybe florals or you know outside florals or whatever uh but tell us a little more about <laughs> what comes with the average package or do you have many different tiers you know is it kind of just one size fits all Love to know a little bit more about how all that works. Sure. So um, I think, you know, for us, as we were developing it, um, you know, our plan has changed before we were going to be the quick Vegas wedding chapel. And I think I told you this before, how we were going to have like a 15 passenger van and load them up and take them on a mountaintop and drop them off at a bar. Well, we've definitely come a long way from that idea. Um, but the biggest thing for us was, you know, we think everybody deserves a beautiful wedding. Uh, no matter what you can afford. And then uh, with my first wedding, I did everything. Like I collected all this stuff, I decorated it, I set it up. And then by the time it was go time, I was exhausted. And I was like, I don't want anyone else to feel like this. So um, what sets us different than other places um, is that we set it all up for you. So you don't have to enlist your mom or your sister or your cousins or your friends to come in and decorate it. You can actually drop off items that are personal to you if you'd like. Um, I always encourage photos and stuff like that to make it a little more personal or something that might be important to you with your travels with your loved one. Um, and then we put it out and decorate it for you. So you can go enjoy your guests that have traveled so far. You can be pampered, relaxed, and then you just come in and it's all set up for you and ready to go. Um, but they also get efficient tables, chairs, linens, uh, high top tables, games, uh, vintage furniture, um, mix, you know, vintage China silverware. So it's what they're responsible for is their catering. 
um, their bar, how they would like to do it. They can either purchase it through us or through outside legal vendors like yourself, um, which is also a great way to you know, make their wedding a little more special. Um, and their music if they want to DJ or band. And then we give them all the lists once they book with us for all these vendors. So it just makes it, the process easier for them. No, I can't hear you. Sorry, I had it on mute. <laughs> you nuts. have an in-house photographer or do you have a list of recommended photographers that's on mm. that part of that preferred list you mentioned? Yes, so we do have in-house photographers and they are all people that I, I was fans of their work on social media and I was following them um, and then reached out to them to see if they would like to work with us. So we do have wonderful in-house photographers um, that are just amazing and they'll give you the fully edited gallery that you can share and download. You can purchase uh, prints directly from their site. Uh, but the thing about Haiku is we're not exclusive. So you are more than welcome to bring in whatever vendor you would like. Absolutely. Um, but some of our, our photographers also come with some of our elopement packages. They're built in. I see. So there might be a list of, I don't know, three to five as part of that package. But if they just order, you know, if they just have a reception at Haiku I Do, they could bring in whoever they want. Yeah, we welcome everybody. Got it. Got and, it. I mean, I'm not here to dictate how they should be spending their money. So if they, you know, if they're working within a budget, I think that they should be allowed to um, bring in whoever they want. Or sometimes people, you know, get gifted by their friends or family members that are photographers or cake makers. Or um, so we'll allow anyone to come in. Well, wasn't it TJ's wedding? Didn't they make? the cake or the uh, was it the baked goods the... there was oh yeah what did they i think they did have a friend that oh his brother is his a cake brother yes. yeah and he went all i mean he brought all those cakes from georgia those are really good i tried some of those at the oh my God, they were amazing <laughs> he would fare well in this in this area yeah for sure so so you, you not only do receptions, though, you, you guys also host different types of parties. Is that right? Sure. Yeah, we'll do, you know, a, a, re, a family reunion, birthday parties, um, really anything that they want. If someone wants to do a product launch. If there's, we've had, you know, um, some of the distributors in town, they've come and, and held their things with all of their breweries and stuff like that in here. So we'll, the space is to be used by people how they'd like, so... We have, yeah. you know, packages that come um, affordable for all sorts of things. Yeah, for sure. So as the manager of Haiku I Do, what's your biggest challenge and what part of the process do you enjoy the most? Um, <clears throat> part of the process that I enjoy the most, I, you know, I've looked at this venue as a canvas to be able to do all sorts of things. And I feel like I've come up with some great ideas, but sometimes, you know, you'll get that couple that comes in and they'll be like, well, could we do this? And I'm like, man, I never thought of that. Like one thing I had a bride that we have a beautiful uh, wooden gate that has a big iron circle in it. Mm -hmm. And she was like, could I get married in front of that with just like lanterns and candles? And, and I was like, yeah, why didn't I ever think that that would be an amazing backdrop? But 
Um, so I just love like other people's ideas when they come in here, I can see the wheels turning kind of thing. Um, That's that back and forth process of that creative development that seems really enjoyable to you. Is that right? Yeah, It's fun. I mean, it's my job is different every day. So I, it keeps it interesting for sure. Um, but the biggest challenge, um, gosh, what is it? Watering the place, (laughs) (laughs) weeding the place. That's a big challenge. I mean, it is essentially a big garden. That's a big house almost, right? It's not, I mean, it's not a house, but it's a, uh, a property, (laughs) the property that needs tending to. It does need tending to. And we, you know, we have um, a little small like stone and wood building that has the dressing suite and catering kitchen and the bar and lounge in it. Um, And then we have what we call our chapel area, uh, which has a big timber frame deck, uh, but it makes for a great dance floor. And then we can also bring in cool stuff like you where you can drive your cars, you know, in on the property and, and bartend as well. Yeah, totally. Um, just, we got just enough space to drive through in there. Just, <laughs> just enough, but are not playing anything else. Yeah. So that chapel is a space, uh, you said, mentioned the dancing, but during a rainy day, that could function as the ceremony site, correct? Yes. There's enough room. And, and how many people can you fit in that chapel? We can do seated. Uh, it all depends on wedding party, really, but seated, I'd say 80 comfortably. Uh, and, that, and then people could stand in the back. And then we also have a balcony with couches in it um, and a spiral staircase. So they could be up there. Ceremony takes about 15 minutes. Um, and then what we do is we flip it. So we would have everybody go over to the bar area and the canopy and they could do a cocktail hour while we tear down the chairs, nice. pop up the high top. So, um, you know, while they're enjoying the party, our staff is, we're constantly just like making little tweaks and moving things around. Um, so people can enjoy the space. And that's part of the package is all that labor and all that work, right? Because you need other, it's not just you, you have other people helping out. Right, yeah. On on their big day. And Uh, it also comes with a a day of coordinator. Um, You know, we require full catering, um, but a day of coordinator, we're running a timeline that we've worked up with the couple. and so we're going around and, um, you know, talking with the DJ and with, with the couple and being like, are you ready for this? And making sure they have drinks in their hands and um, just kind of quietly keeping the whole thing going. A lot of people are like, how are they going to get from this building over to here for this? And I'm like, well, our staff is going around telling people, why don't you go grab a cocktail? We're about to do a speech over here. And we, and we just like gently gather everybody and keep it flowing. Which is a really important aspect of the day, right? Is that flow and that corralling. <laughs> the corralling of people. I mean, for me, the biggest thing, it's, it's not to be like so regimented over a timeline. I think uh, sometimes some of those formalities that people do, well, I think they're kind of old traditions. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also chop up your wedding so much. I'm like, do what's important to you. Uh, but it doesn't mean that you have to do a bouquet toss. It doesn't mean that you have to do this and that, you know, it's, it's all about being with your friends and your family and having a good time. That's, that's a good point. I've noticed some traditions that just don't seem to make sense anymore. Like the champagne toast. A lot of people don't even drink champagne. You'll pour it out, you know, you'll pour it for them and, 
they they don't even touch it and it ends up being wasted or um you know maybe the drunk whatever uncle downs all the extras yeah <laughs> like you know it's uh like i mean yeah if you really want to do champagne toast great but just know that no one really cares if you do it or not in your uh-huh. in, of your guest party and it's going to cost you an extra you know what three four five hundred dollars maybe yeah it can definitely you know cost more money for me, I'm always thinking of ways to like save money. And I'm always thinking of ways to get to the party. Like let's dance, let's have a Mm -hmm. great time. So, you know, cutting out the receiving line, I think is a big one. Cutting out the announcement of your bridal party. If you even have a bridal party, I mean, um, that takes up a lot of time. So, um, yeah, some of the stuff that your grandmother or mother (laughs) wants you to do, I just like, it just doesn't, we just don't do it like that anymore. So is your tagline, Haiku I Do, slain tradition since 2018? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> no, I think it's, I, I think it's, uh, it goes back to your point of doing what's right for you, right? Yeah, as, as the couple, at figuring out what's important to you, you know, what you want to be highlighted the most and enjoying the time with friends and family. I mean, that's what it comes down to, especially in this world where people are traveling thousands of miles potentially to get to your wedding, right? Uh, Spending three or more days at a destination for your big day. And, And you only really have a few hours if you think about it. I mean, the average wedding reception, at least for us, is four hours of serving time. So the bar opens at five and closes at nine you know, or six and 10, right? On average for us. So if you're doing all this little stuff that takes, you know, starts to accumulate into an hour, an hour and a half of not, not necessarily wasted time, right? But busy time, that's Mm -hmm. time that was taken away from interactions that could occur between you and your guests or your guests and your guests, right? So I think that's something for people to remember is that it's not, they don't have, the whole day to interact. They have those three or four hours. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't want to be like a hater of tradition <laughs> at all, totally. but I get it. Um, some of it, uh, you know, I, I think it's, yeah, the way I think a wedding should be what I've learned from this um, is that rain has never ruined a wedding. I've never had a wedding ruined by rain. People will get so hung up about it. I mean, I've had couples that'll be like, what do I do about my dress? What do I do about this? I'm like, we'll carry it. We'll give you an umbrella. We'll do that. But people are here for them and to celebrate their love. And even if there's a little, people are having a good time. I've never seen people just like, this is a terrible wedding. (laughs) You know, it's just, they're there for you. The energy's up, you know, the music's going, that and people are happy to see you. And yeah, like you said, people travel. You and I have a wedding where they're coming from all around the world at the end of the year here. And and they're just happy to be together. And so I just like want to tell couples like breathe. And when the day comes, it's going to be perfect. It's going to be the way it's supposed to be uh, just because they're getting married and showing their love in front of their, you know, their loved ones. So So if you had to give one word or piece of advice, would it be just to kind of relax and enjoy the day as it comes? Or do you have something else that you would want to say to couples? I always tell my couples, I'm like, if you have food, booze, and music, 
it's going to be a success, right? That's all you need. I mean, there, there's just like all these little details. And then at the end of it, you know, everybody has some great food from some awesome catering and the music's going and the, and the awesome craft beers are flowing and everybody at the end is always just like so appreciative and just, you know, complimentary and all that stuff. So. Well, and I think people forget the wedding reception is essentially a big party you're throwing for your friends and family. Yeah. So exactly. let's focus on those parts. Except for better, except for better dressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's funny. I think that, um, yeah, people often forget that at the end of the night, it's just a big party. And, it is. It's and that's why a lot big, of people are there, you know, a big, awesome party. I, I mean, yeah, I don't, I feel that it shouldn't be. The other thing I also tell people when getting married and engaged is also like getting pregnant. All of a sudden, everybody has an opinion <laughs> of what you should name your baby or what you should do. And then I always say, give a, a you know, a smile and a gentle head nod and then do what you want to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I, oh, I like that piece of advice. We, we talked a little bit about the party. So let's talk about the alcohol portion. You yeah. mentioned craft beer. Asheville is a huge hub for craft breweries. Uh, I believe it was a few years ago we were off, we were named Beer City. And I some, I don't know where, who named us that? <laughs> I know, I'm like, who are, who's they? Yeah, who? The <laughs> who are they? But we've won Beer City like uh, several years. Several, yeah, exactly. So, for you know the the bar at the wedding, what types of beer do you normally recommend, or do you see couples choose? Um, um, I, I used to let the couples choose, um, but then it was just creating so much waste. Um, like I said, I worked at Barley's for a long time, so I was in the beer biz, which is a staple here in Asheville of. Uh, having 55 taps. So I was very familiar. I worked there for many years. So um, I always, you know, carry crowd pleasers. I, I carry a, a gluten-free option, um, an IPA, a light option, um, and summertime more of a medium bodied option, either an amber or a brown. Uh, and then we do have to have, dare I say, like Miller Lite or Bud Light. It's got to mm. happen. So um, we've definitely like, you know, had to run to the gas station before and pick up some <laughs> more Miller Lite. Interesting. Um, well, I, I try to steer people towards the local loggers because in my opinion, they have the exact same, you know, thing going on as a Miller Lite or whatever, but they have that extra little f local flavor, um, like a Brevard Brewing. I mean, they're down in Brevard, which is about 45 minutes, but I still consider that like a, you know, Western yeah. North Carolina beer. They, they brew an excellent American lager, which I see as a direct replacement to, you know, Bud Light, but obviously better because mm -hmm. it is brewed in a craft uh, brewery. And then we have Green Man Lager and Asheville Brewing Company, Rocket Girl Lager. And all three yeah. of those I think are wonderful. But I do have Farmer some- Farmer Ted is also a big popular- Yeah. Farmer Ted's cream ale is another from Catawba, but I do have people that get kind of hung up on the, you know, Oh, the, you know, fa uh, my father-in-law's 
Bud Light is his drink or whatever. Yeah. So, but I'm, I, not, you know, I'm not going to deny them on yeah. this day. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I agree. I don't want to, I don't want to say anything is off limits. Uh, on the other hand, people are traveling usually from all over. Right. And they're coming to Asheville and they want to taste that local brew. So oftentimes what I tell people is like, do you have a lot of folks coming from, you know, California, New York, Florida, Ohio, like from all over the country, because they want to taste the local beer. They don't, you know, even if they're Bud Light drinkers every weekend, you know, they'll want to try the local lager. Yeah. But we do have local couples where they, you know, they can go to a Nashville brewery any time of the year. So mm-hmm. for them, it's maybe not as novel and not as necessary. Yeah, that's what I tell people when they talk about, well, we invited 150 people, so we're only expecting like 110 or 20. I'm like, well, you're going to find out that your guest count does not go down as much as other places because everybody wants to come here and hang out and check out the breweries. And, um, and I've also found, especially back when I was working in the beer business, um, that people that really liked like Bud Light or Budweiser, it was, I, it was an easy transition to suggest maybe like Highland Oatmeal Porter or Catawba Brown Bear or something, because I think what they're afraid of might be the hop of an IPA. But when you drink like something that might be more malty, it's still very smooth. And I think that that's why they drink those beers because they're easy to drink. Well, there's also great ambers and browns and uh, dark beers that are super smooth. And they're always like, oh my God, I didn't know that I liked this. You're right. That's a good point because those hops can not sit well with some folks. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of, I've heard that it can be like cilantro where you either love it or hate it. I've, I've heard that before. I love hops and cilantro. <laughs> see, there you go. You, you got the gene uh, or lack thereof. I know. But yeah, so I guess you're right. That brings up a good point. There's a lot of craft beers out there that are not hop heavy. So mm-hmm. my favorite style is ESB, right? Green oh, Man makes an ESB. Hillman makes an ESB. I love that style. It's smooth, but it still has that little bitterness, not from hops though, but more from that roasted malt. Yep. Um, and it's amber in color. You know, it's not, it's not a super dark beer, but it's still very drinkable and, you know, has lots of great flavor. So I think there's tons of styles, you know, amber ales, as you said, brown ales, you know, what else, what else, uh, maybe a porter would be a good option. They're super, you know, super smooth and easy to drink. I mean, those are definitely a couple of my favorite ESBs. Yeah. Um, Burial, man, they make, I mean, their beer is delicious and they have more selection of beers. So we definitely have a beer, a burial on draft too. Um, yeah. I mean, they're just cranking out all sorts of styles. Yeah. I, I think there's lots of great options. Um, and if you do want to serve an IPA, there's different levels, right? You yeah. can have the, the very piney citrusy you know double ipa or you could have a session ipa which is you know lower in alcohol right so that's good for a party (laughs) um and not as pungent you know as the other so there's even within styles there's variability in flavors so well and that you know the popular hazy juices are easy to drink i mean like you said, Hillman does a great one. Boozham does a great, I mean, they all are putting out awesome uh, of those hazy IPAs where it's almost like drinking like boozy juice. Yeah. The New England style IPA. I love that. That's one of my favorites. I, I was uh, friends with the brewer once and he made that 
and I swear it tasted like carbonated pineapple juice. Yeah. That juicy and that it wasn't bitter at all because the way you can brew it eliminate or not eliminates the bitterness, but avoids the harsh bitterness in some IPAs that people love. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I love, yeah, I love both. Uh, just depends on the day. Yeah. I tend to, um, carry a, a, a more easy, a, an easy drinking IPA, you yeah. know, I mean, if you're a hop head, you're going to go for the big stuff, but, um, just for like easy drinking summertime, uh, there, we have lots of great ones to choose from. So, well, and I want to, re- I always want to remind people that, you know, even if you have a favorite beer, you think your friends, you know, will really enjoy something. Just remember that you're going to have more than one of them. Yeah. You're right. So like, having a beer that is quaffable that is drinkable is important as opposed as opposed to having like your favorite beer that you would only want to have like a half pour of and then move on yeah because then that's gonna Um, you know not get not be consumed and then one of those just kind of segueing from that into another thing you know when people are thinking about their bar and everything they're like well what if I, I have this friend that doesn't drink very much or a few friends that don't drink you know they might have one or two I'm like but you always got that uncle or someone that's going to be slamming two or three in an hour. So it kind of just like, is that balance whenever they're trying to figure out, um, you know, the cost of the bar, there's definitely a balance. I mean, there's always uh, someone that's going to be making up for the ones that someone else doesn't drink. Totally. And I think people need to remember that don't need to, but it's good to remember that you're essentially paying for an open tab. You know, I get a lot of people who say their budget is X amount and, you know, I'm not trying to shame them at all. I'm just saying, hey, but do you realize that you're essentially taking all your friends out to dinner and drinks and a show (laughs) with the DJ (laughs) or a live band, right? And I I I just don't think some people fathom that. Um, And again, this is not to, you know, say that anyone's budget is wrong or whatever, but just remember, you know, you're essentially taking everyone out. It's not a, it's not a house party. Right, because you're running out of venue and you're paying professionals to do a job, so it's going to mm-hmm. cost more than just getting a keg, because you have to do all. There's all this other legwork. There's all the all these other things that are involved. So, right, that's something. Well, that, and there's, and and I, like your bar, you have. I think we both have wonderful bartenders. I think it's probably. I think for you and I both, it's kind of like an important part of it because bartenders provide so much more of a service. We're also entertaining your guests we're chatting with your guests um we might be making that guest that doesn't know anybody have a friend and feel super comfortable i mean there's lots of other aspects that bartenders do um for your wedding yeah and And i always tell people you know every vendor counts right they all matter but your guests will interact with the bartender the most so if you kind of leave that to Mm -hmm. the end and don't really make it a priority, you might put your guests in a situation with some rando from some random company, you know? Um, so I, I always like to make that point because often people forget it. Once they hear it, they're like, oh yeah, I, I don't talk to the, as a wedding guest, you don't talk to the photographer. You don't talk to the caterer. You don't talk to the officiant. You talk to the bartender. So yeah. you talk just, to bartender. sometimes the caterers, I mean, Plus, they're all, everybody is doing so much more. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that's happening yeah. that they, you know, the reason why you're, the property looks so beautiful the whole time is because your caterer is going around and picking up stuff or the 
the venue staff is going around and picking up things. We're also going by and fit and asking your guests if they need another drink. I mean, this is like the time of you're getting pampered of all pampered, you know, we are taking care of everybody. Like it's their day. Definitely. I agree. So Jen, what is in the works for Haiku I Do? Do you have anything new you're doing this year or something planned for next year? What's on the horizon? Um, you know, we're just continuing to, um, you know, take care of our clients uh, as best as we can. I have a really wonderful staff that's established now. Uh, Haiku's plan, you know, eventually is that we would love to expand and have a little bit more um, some other covered area for everybody. So that's like our main goal uh, is to do some expansion here. Uh, but we did expand this past year that we have a lot of parking. So we have uh, 50 spaces for your guests to park in that they get uh, passes that they can leave their cars till the next day. Oh, another thing that I forgot to mention about us though, um, is that if a guest books like a four hour wedding here, they also have two hours beforehand that they could be in here getting their hair and makeup done. Their vendors are coming in. Um, I tell them, you know, your guests aren't really here, but the ones that are closest to you are here, but they could also use that two hours um, to knock out some photos. Like we were saying that doing all these little things kind of breaks up your wedding um, and photos will take up 45 minutes of your wedding. So they can use that time to be getting their bridal photos done. If they want to do a first look, if they'd like to get some family pictures out. So then when it's party time, they're with their guests. They're actually enjoying their cocktail hour, which is a really nice thing to be able to do. I mean, you pay for musicians, you pay for bartenders, you pay. So it's nice that um, they get that little extra time that they can use how they'd like. That's a really good point. Yeah, that it is one hour out of the four. Yeah. That is taken up by pictures. So doing that beforehand is, is a great idea. I like that. So Jen, if someone wants to check out Haiku I Do, if they want to learn more, maybe get you know pricing, maybe tour the place, what's the best way for them to move forward and do that? Um, of course they can, you know, go to the website, go to haikuido.com, contact, uh, fill out the booking page there. There are galleries on there. Eventually we are going to have a video tour up there. They could also go to Google and see the 360 tour wedding wire. We have lots of photos there. Follow us on social media, please would be wonderful. Uh, and I'm always happy to do tours. I tell people morning, noon, or night, everybody, you know, works, life is busy. So whatever's convenient for them, I'm here for them. And they also get me. So that's another bonus. <laughs> yes. Yeah, of course. So what's your, what's the Instagram for Haiku I Do? It is Haiku underscore I underscore do. Okay. Yeah. Cause I know that I've tried to type in Haiku I Do. Yeah. Tagging you guys in pictures <laughs> and nothing comes up. So Haiku <laughs> underscore I underscore do. And yes. If they want to, they can visit the website and fill out an inquiry form mm -hmm. and you'll be in touch with them personally. Absolutely. And happy to, you know, get on FaceTime or Instagram or whatever, uh, you know, whatever their technology tour capabilities are um, and do a tour. And afterwards, I'm happy to do a tour with a parent or a grandparent or whatever they need. Great. Well, Jen, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to speak with me and educate our listeners on Haiku I Do and how y'all operate. 
Uh, look forward to our wedding in September together Yay. and hopefully more to come. Awesome. Thanks so much, Bryce. Thanks, Jen. Bye.